Hi everyone, this is Peg Mulqueen, home after two glorious months of study in Mysore, India, with a very special episode of the Ashtanga Dispatch podcast for you today. Sharat Joyce, grandson of the legendary Sri K. Patabi Joyce, son of Saraswati Joyce, director of the KPJAY Institute, and the current holder of our lineage. Now, you probably know all this already. So let me share a few things you may not know about Sharat. Like, my favorite part of the morning is when his son's bus stops in front of the shala on his way to school, and you hear him call out for his father. Sharat leaves the practice room, stands at the top of the steps, and with a big wave and a smile, calls back out to him and tells him to have a good day at school. And then he comes back in and returns to teaching. I love that he's a dad. I love the way his wife worries about him and how he quit drinking coffee to appease her. I love how his eyes light up when he talks about his wildlife photography and his awe of nature. I love his sense of humor and the way he laughs at his own jokes. And I especially love how devoted he is to practice, to his students, to his family, and to God. All this leaves me feeling both humbled and inspired. But I'll be honest, if I've learned anything as his student, it's this. Sharat would not want me to at all make this podcast about him. No, it's about the yoga. It's about you and me practicing in a way that brings us closer to true self-realization. Now, I don't really want to give much more away, except to tell you that when my daughter Megan and I sat down with Sharat to record this interview, I was struggling to make sense of why I was there. Not that I don't completely love being his student and practicing at the Shala, and maybe that was the problem, because with everything going on at home, I couldn't help but ask myself the question, why? So this is where we began. I asked Sharat. Why do we practice yoga? Here's what he tells me. Why do we practice yoga? <laughs> <laughs> See, everyone wants to be peaceful. Everyone wants to enjoy this life. You know, if you really want to enjoy this life, you have to be healthy, physically, mentally. You need to be more active you know more calm you need to bring calmness to yourself so these things are very important in life so these things you can get by practicing asanas and doing all the breathing techniques following this method so this is the main reason to practice everybody wants to be blissful so this is what I mean, it depends on individual. Some, they want to just to bend their body. They just want to do like circus. For these people, after some time, they, it get bored, they get bored of doing this. So if you really want to enjoy your life, if you, yoga should be part of your daily life. So this is, for me, it's always... I can never think about living yoga or not practicing yoga. It has become part of my life, part of my 
everything like my breath is yoga my walking is yoga my talking is yoga so it has become like that um, i can never imagine that uh, i can live yoga you know i don't want to not even want to think about it it's not going to happen <laughs> so for what purpose you are doing yoga this yoga has offers many things you know yoga can by practicing yoga you can gain good health if that is your requirement if you just want to gain good health be active okay that is yoga so some are looking for that some are looking to get gain a higher consciousness or gain higher consciousness higher consciousness comes when you are wiser in your own practice it's not limited to just it's not just limited to asanas so when you put different aspects of yoga other aspects other limbs of yoga it becomes spiritual according to me what spiritual is to be to follow all the yamanimas ahimsa satya asteya brahmacharya parigraha shaucha santosha tapas swadhyayi ishvara pranidana so these things are very important ahimsa nonviolent satya be truthful to yourself to others and non stealing celibacy and not and not to have greed in us so saucha cleanliness to have a pure mind and a pure body and to have our environment pure this is all part of saucha santosha to be contentment contentment is very important to have that contentment is very important tapas tapas is also to bring discipline to our body and mind this is very important this nowadays you see many people get distracted because they don't maintain certain discipline so whenever we talk about discipline they think we are harming our body it's not like that we are trying to strict our body or to bring a certain strictness to ourselves try to avoid certain things which is not necessary in our life so this is also a part of tapas the swadhyaya self study self study means whatever we gain the knowledge from our guru then we have to do the hard work to know what it is without you doing hard work whatever your guru says it doesn't mean um, make any sense to you unless and until you are practicing and trying to bring it practically in your life so that is what swadhyaya means and ishwara pranidana means to get connected to some divine you know it says ishta devata ishta devata means whichever god actually that swadhyaya and ishwara pranidana are are almost same you know they go together so swadhyaya is once you ishta devata once you get connected to a certain deity so that becomes swadhyaya also so that then ishwara pranida then you will be totally in a blissful state you know these are very important for a yoga practitioner so this this is if we follow these 10 sublims of ashtanga yoga then i think we can be more spiritual so you it depends 
what you want to do you just want to do some asanas stay fit that's okay or if you want higher consciousness or you want to bring lead a spiritual life then you have to adapt other things in yoga this is very important some are have some have bendy bodies they are you know by birth they can bend their body and they can do all the twists and turns they don't become spiritual the spirituality comes only when you change yourself or the when the transformation happens it's not a change it's a transformation which happens within you so that transformation when it happens you become more purer and become spiritual so first step is to be pure to gain that purity in us through asanas through the breathing techniques through all these sublimes of yamanyamas then you become spiritual when you are pure then you become spiritual so this is how it goes how it goes step by step everybody doesn't come to everybody is not familiar with yoga something will attract them that asana will attract everyone asana you always say it's the first limb because that is what drags everyone to yoga is asanas so asana is this millions of asanas so we come to asanas do it for many years then we realize this is not just bending the body it's not like circus circus is just bending the body there is no spirituality in circus so then once you come we breathe your mind gets very calm your body gets very pure and you gain i know different kind of like very good energy new so these things will make you that is the transformation which happens in you in each person whoever is practicing this yoga so this is what we are looking for for the transformation to happen i think that should be your main purpose of doing yoga not just bending your body i want to ask you something in conjunction with that i notice that in the morning when we practice you say very little and i'm left with my own thoughts and they do come in and they do interfere but they're mine i battle them i i'm working through them that's part of it right i mean i feel like when i'm the asana is sort of poking me sometimes you know some of it's sort of like poking me like either telling me i'm not good enough or telling me to work harder or all these battling things that are going on in my mind is that part of it yeah it is definitely part of it when that is happening many other thoughts are not coming in your in you you know that's this is a good thing because you are so um so deeply involved in your asana practice other nonsense which is running around which is unnecessary those things doesn't come in your mind so you are more focused in your asana practice so you are detaching from all those unnecessary things if your mind is very idle if you are not doing any asana practice you are just sitting and gossiping your mind goes crazy it, it thinks in different thousand different thoughts will come inside you so to you have to avoid that 
when we say yoga chitta vritti nirodaha means to get rid of all those unnecessary thoughts where your mind is jumping here and there here and there constantly jumping here and there there is it's not bringing any kind of peace or oneness within you because you feel that your body it's detaching your mind is detaching from your body so this is this practice becomes one so you are thinking about your body own body and your mind so everything is happening there and that sometimes you say you have to work hard to gain something you have to work hard it doesn't come that easily it's not like going and paying 5000 dollars and getting a teacher training certificate you know teacher certificate by doing 15 days of teacher training and gaining the certificate it is not like that yoga is hard work hard work means it's for a good cause you are doing hard work when you are doing a social service you can't say oh i am doing hard work for you know i'm not gaining anything and just that is if you want to do social work that is how it is if you are doing working for a social cause you have to do hard work and do so yoga is also like that to gain something you have to do hard work so then only you will gain something always this battle will be always will be there you know that is why in the asana practice it's called as dwandva there's lots of different positive negative thoughts which comes inside you because you are still according to me you are still a beginner in in a beginner means you have to do though you are doing 2 3 years 4 years 5 years still this this kind of thoughts will be coming so in the initial stages all these thoughts will come until you understand once until you go to a certain level in your practice i'm not talking about just asana practice the overall yoga practice so when you reach certain level that then your mind becomes very stable whatever your whatever thoughts comes you, you it won't disturb your practice so this is what it goes it has to go step by step or stage by stage so this is how it goes at one point <laughs> nothing matters for you you just want to be there do whatever you want you're not though you are struggling in posture it doesn't really matter for you because there are there are so many postures asana nichayamantyo tyavantyo jivarashi hai how many asanas are there how many jivarashis are there that many asanas how many living beings are there that many asanas are there we can't do all those asanas in this life our body doesn't allow to do all those asanas will break our body will be crippled if we do all those asanas so whatever asanas has come in the parampara we can practice that which parampara means again i have told you whatever asana has come in the tradition you have to practice that that too also not you cannot practice all the asanas there are 900 asanas all those asanas also you can practice you have you can master a set of asanas that is enough for you when you are running behind asanas then everything will get disturbed so that is also being greedy you know i always tell my students don't be too greedy to get too many asanas that is also greed whatever asana is there bring perfection in that 
I am doing that task now. I am on this level. I am on oh, I am on intermediate level. I am on advanced level. I am doing you know third series. I am doing fourth series. This is when some students are telling this. It looks very childish for me. So <laughs> always, I say this is not important. You are forgetting the principles of yoga. That is also equally important. It's not just you are doing third series or fourth series. Try to bring that principles of yoga. If you don't have that principles of yoga, and you are doing all these different series, which you are, you go to different teachers. They teach you. They give you just to impress. This they want more students. They give you many asanas. So you are ready to do it or not? They don't see all those things. Your bodies can do this or not? They don't see all this. They don't have this kind of knowledge to understand. So they just give you. You just practice, but you are not forgetting the principles of yoga. Without the principles of yoga, you can never go to higher levels of. Higher levels in this practice. You're always pretty clear about putting the yoga first. I mean, you're pretty, you're very humble in that. You, you that. I mean, you've said that quite a few times. It's not me. It's, it's yoga. Yeah, yoga is everything. <laughs> yoga is the superstar, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Because in, if you see, yoga is bigger than everyone. Though we claim yoga is because many people, many students, you see, egoistic students, they always claim that yoga is because of me. It's not like that. You are, you are what you are because of yoga. Because you learned, someone taught you, your guru taught you a few postures, then you start claiming that yourself is guru and you are the. So this is a big problem in the West. In India also, I don't say in the West. There are some gurus never claim. Gurus they keep always silent. They don't advertise themselves. I mean, they don't, you know, they don't have that ego. That is what makes them guru because he is untouched by all this. Sometimes when I see students, you know, telling about themselves all the time, it looks very childish for me. Have you grown up in your uh, practice or not? If you had, if you have grown up in your practice, you are. Trying to get rid of all this ego, uh, ego, you know, all what we have, all our Rishad Vargas. It's funny you give less instruction in asana, right? You kind of let us practice and step in. I think when we need help, you know, in in one way or the other. But in conferences, what you speak of, what you talk about. Is so much more. I don't think we've talked about asana. I don't think there's been one asana question at all, right? I mean, no See, demonstrations. I've missed every demonstration. <laughs> demonstration is when students are all the students who are practicing there. Commonly, when they have mistakes, like some students have right. mistakes. Many students go to different teachers, and different teachers tell them, puts them different ideas on them, and I, you know, their own personal idea instead of doing it practically, scientifically. So this is where I think I need to show them, saying this is not right. You have to do it like this. 
so i'm why i'm not talking about asana is i'm already correcting you in the mornings when we are doing late classes i'm correcting there when we are doing mysore class i'm correcting you so that is how i correct at that time so that when you are doing asanas it's easy to correct them no matter how much i talk about uh, about asanas or how to should do it when i'm not teaching you know when i when, when we are not doing the mysore class or whatever so then again you'll forget but once and i correct you when you are doing your own physical practice that is asana then it's easy for you to correct yourself and we can keep on talking about you know you have to lift your hand like this you have to keep on like this but there are other aspects in yoga which is very equally important just not just doing asanas correcting asanas you can talk about alignment for 3 hours but what about other aspects of yoga which is supporting your own practice to your own life it's not only just for your asana practice it like yoga is for your life for your well being so this also will support that so that's why i've kept it like that so that we can put some thoughts on other limbs of yoga which is supporting your own sadhana this past sunday your talk before the swami came was wonderful i saturday oh i loved it um when you talked about the milky way and seeing the milky way in the sky we can see it um pretty clear from where we live and it just gave a whole new perspective you can see a little bit that's the can you Northern talk about lights. that again that was oh yeah not the it's just amazing what you the way you put that can you first of all you know humans we always think especially nowadays everyone thinks i'm everything you know that ego is in everyone but if you see if you go 100 feet above this earth nobody can see you if you go a little more higher nobody can't even recognize who are you you know then so when we go to space nobody can see you so it goes like that when you go when you see you are very small then you think i am everything so the ego has grown in many people so this idea came it's not an idea this experience which came when you go to above and over there is someone who is bigger than you who's running all the show for you <laughs> so that is how we call it call him as paramatma paramatma means the supreme soul you are a very small soul in this but if you try hard you can be him part of him you can become once you make yourself pure mentally physically once you become pure you can realize him which is which we call as paramatma so this is a indian philosophy that there is you jivatma and paramatma this is two different entity what we call this two different things but sir other philosophies as we said in the conference is you are you each and every one 
of us are paramatma there is paramatma in you because of these delusions you are not able to realize yourself so this the philosophy starts from there so many people they don't understand and they say i am everything so when we go higher and higher when we our when we, our vision goes up when we see from there so we do, we are nothing so like that when you go to galaxy there is nothing and the whole galaxy is structured like this like when the prayer we say all the time we are always and many people they don't want to say prayer because of lots of ego they don't want to say so they once you go to the once you see in the galaxy our earth is only a dot not even a dot so it's such a big a galaxy and the whole galaxy if you see it looks like a disk so the whole disk in india we i mean in in uh, indian mythology we say the creator or the the supreme soul who is vishnu vishnu is the who runs all the show or krishna is incarnation of vishnu so always he is catching he is holding a disk in his hand ratu in one finger he is holding this disk so this appeared this whole galaxy which is milky way galaxy appeared me as a disk so which krishna or vishnu is just holding in his small finger is <laughs> me because there is a picture in, in the shala yeah then it was as you were talking we were all kind of looking over and and seeing that and, and if you see in the middle of the milky way galaxy it looks like a kanch mm-hmm. so maybe in the past many yogis or many you know spiritual masters learned this and they said we are nothing because this is what he's that supreme supreme energy or the supreme soul he is everything we are nothing so <laughs> and in that disk also we are in the uh, edges of the disk in the it's, they they call it as spiral arm you know when the disk is running we are in the edge of the disk we are not in the middle of the disk <laughs> So <laughs> I think some of us think we're in the middle of the disk. <laughs> so this is how uh, this whole it's not a night it's this reality came to my mind. So and there are millions of disks around millions of galaxies as scientists always describe. But they have never seen this in a spiritual way. they always want proof they always want they say they want scientists always want proof they say if there is no proof but where is the energy comes everything is moving we always know everything is moving everything has energy everything without energy it can't move nothing can move so where this energy is coming from so there has to be someone who is who has created this energy maybe he is not in the form of he is not in human form but energy is everyone needs energy you need energy she needs energy i need energy everyone needs energy where this what is the source for this energy so then we have to believe even scientists are not able to discover where this energy comes from there has to be someone who who gives all this energy 
to run this whole universe. So universe has many many galaxies, it's not just our galaxy, there's many many galaxies, everything is moving, everything is has energy. So there has to be someone who is much larger than us. Many 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 times, we can't even imagine how big he is. So when you think all of this, your ego will automatically go away. It will go and you think you are nothing in this. I know this is so big what you're talking about and it's so funny because we'll go home and we'll get caught up and do you come to your fingertips or stay on the palms of your hand or you know these little tiny things in our asana practice that we'll make videos on and you know talk about for hours. See that is everyone needs attention. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone wants to be popular, everyone needs attention. This is always there you know. This is why that's why yoga practice is there to get rid of all this ego. But once you get rid of all this, you can realize many, you can go higher levels in yoga and try to realize many di- different things we have, which you have not experienced in this life, which you can't even imagine. So you can experience these things. So once you are Gnana, what we call Gnana is the true spiritual knowledge comes in you, you can go to a different level, Uh, your thought process will change actually and you can go to higher levels of yoga and realize the true nature of your birth, your existence here, what is the important, what is the purpose of your existence here, what is the purpose, why are you here, so all these thoughts will come and all this realization will happen, that is called as self-realization. Self-realization, we can't get it from outside. It has to come within you. Megan just looked at me and she said, but how do you get to those levels? <laughs> sadhana. <laughs> sadhana is not regular, just practice. Your th- thought process has to change in you. Your perception towards this life, towards our birth, all these things should change. It comes when when you gain a certain level of knowledge, nana. So you need to struggle for that, to gain that. (laughs) Struggle for that. You talked about on Saturday how it's kind of instilled early with the kids and families. And it's not the first time you've spoken about families, about how the teaching begins very early with kids, especially here, and how how the family is so important. And I noticed that very much um, being here. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> well, family is important. If you want to raise a family, you want to have a family, you have to be devoted to your children. You have to give them good thoughts, the engage. So this, like that, they'll grow up. Looks, you know, they already they think about spirituality. In India, we always make children to go to the garden, to the Paramatma every day. We have a, each and every house has a small puja room. In the West, you don't see puja rooms like this. So this is shows that. 
in our life. Every each house is a spiritual house. Though some people they do bad but at least they bow to the God every day. So we in the puja room we have it's not a it's so the temple is bigger one in a larger uh, in a worship place. But each house has a small worship place, which we call as puja. Many people, many of us, we get attached to that. We get attached to our puja room. Without going there, we can't do any work in the daily daily work. Before going, stepping outside the house, we go to a puja room and try to try to ask the supreme soul, the supreme energy, to give us good. At least this day, let this day pass happily without any sorrow. <laughs> it's kind of symbolic that it's within the home too, right? I mean, yeah. it's not that you're going outside for it; it's right there and part it's of right your daily. There, yeah. That's why Indians have lots of tolerance. Indians, you know, when we are suffering with many things, also when we are always stable. We don't get too panicked because of this. This practice which we have, it stabilizes us in many ways. You've talked about japa, and it made me think of when I was a little girl. When I was a little girl, my grandmother, Catholic, Italian, and I would be with my grandmother every night we would say the rosary. Every single night. It was our ritual. Mm-hmm. Every night she would, you know, we would kneel and we would say our, the rosary. And you reminded me of that. And I loved that when I was a little girl. You know, it was it was something we said. See, over those and over. practices are not just for for your engage. It is for your life. Mm-hmm. So once we do japa, once we do that is also japa. Uh, japa, as I told in the conference many times, japa doesn't have ishta devata. Ishta devata means whichever whichever. Deity you are connected to. It can be uh, Allah, or it can be Jesus, it can be Krishna, it can be any other. God is, God doesn't have any form. It's just the energy that's all. So humans, we, we see, oh, this is, we say, we give a shape for that and say, this is, oh, this is Krishna, oh, this is Jesus, this is Allah. You know, we always give different shapes for that. So the God, Nirakara, they say. Nirakara means he doesn't have any shape, but he can come in any form. He can come as humans. He can come as monkey. He can come as elephant. So that we have already proved in India that we worship each and every animal here. We worship cow because he can come any time. He can come in as a cow. He can come as a monkey. That's already like Hanuman is a monkey, monkey god. A Ganesha is elephant god. So we have Shwana is also like Shwana is a dog. He can come in form of dog. Sometimes you think it's just a dog, but there is God, you know, Supreme Soul in it. He might just come like that, in that. So we always see it, uh, the Supreme Soul in each and every living being in this, which exists in this world. So we see in everything. So this is the great thing about India. So cow also is walking on the street. 
it sometimes it gives a visit to your house and you give something to eat it will eat and it will go away so it's like that elephants don't don't come because they are wild so <laughs> they do come sometimes but <laughs> they came at us in the safari yeah. we had one charge us <laughs> yeah no they didn't come you went there <laughs> that's true we went there <laughs> you went to his house i mean her house being here i feel especially this trip is changing me i can't explain it i feel no you're not changing you're getting educated that's all <laughs> well good it's it's nice it's also different i feel very open and raw and but i'm not afraid of that i just i feel i feel a lot while i'm here um but not just in the yoga room but outside i don't know if it's just given the time um to experience no your experiences it's not changing as i told you when you go to different levels of your practice not i'm not talking about just asana practice when you going in this path there will be lots of changes which is happening you mentally you become more calm because you get more clarity within you when there is no clarity and you will get caught in something which bothers you which don't allow you to go more deeper uh, aspects in yoga so this is what once you get more calmer and calmer your body you know your mind also experiences a different level uh, of yoga practice of spirituality so maybe that is the process which have keeps happening there's hope for me <laughs> when many years back even if i don't get some asana you know every day changes one day is good one day it's bad in your practice some days when there is no proper practice what we say the body is not bending then you get so cranky and some day when you have very flexible back you are so happy you get cranky and happy you know this is two different things which happens in your asana practice but when you go to a certain level then that doesn't matter for you what matters is how to keep yourself calm how to keep enjoying this life as it is and try to enjoy the each moment of your life when this becomes then you're not worried about the future you're not worried about the past you just enjoy the present <laughs> this is lovely because we don't know the future you don't always you the future can be uncertain it's uncertain you don't know what what's going to happen so why you should uh, think about future and try to worry from now itself now your life is good you can walk you can drink you can enjoy this so let's enjoy this present the past is past it won't come back again <laughs> this was exactly what everything and more that i'd hoped for because even though in the west it does seem like we do focus a lot on the physical practice and there is a lot of distraction and i 
it is what it is, but also people want more. And I knew, and I know this, I mean, I hear it. I, I think they're, they're yearning for it. Their heart needs it. And especially now there's not good things happening everywhere. And, and they need spirituality mm -hmm. by doing many asanas that doesn't make them stable. What, what makes them stable is stable mind. So sometimes if you get too many asanas, that doesn't mean your mind is stable. You can have little uh, small practice and still you can have stable mind. You can have hundreds of asanas, still your mind can't be stable. So yoga is how to, uh, already told in the conference, how to make it stable. Things, many things we can't change in this world. Why Hitler came, we, we don't know. Why he became so popular, we don't know. We don't want to judge, you know, we can't, we can't do, it's not in our hands. So what we can do is we can change ourselves, accept what it is. It's always, I told in the conference also, it's like a cycle. Once there is up, there is down. When it has to go up, it has to come down. It's like a wheel. When you are up, you know, like life cycle is like a wheel. It goes up, it comes down goes up it comes down but both things you should be you should be capable of handling when you are up also you shouldn't have too much pride and don't think you are everything when you come down also you should be able to handle that difficulty in your in you so these extremes of life you know sukha dukkha we call sukha dukkha is two different things that's the purpose of doing your asana also sukha and dukkha should be equally accept it and try to you know try to be stable and at this two different times of your life so this is all indian philosophy it always says so that can happen only when you have a stable mind when you need we need to accept few things this is the big problem many people they it's very difficult for them to accept things. So if you talk to a old student who's been here, they are caught up in 20 years back. They never get matured in their life. They get, don't get, mentally they don't get matured. Their body is getting older. Body is getting older and older, but the mind is still like doesn't want to mature. They get stuck in the oh, olden days. We used to go to the old shala. That was old shala. But it, that old shala has grown. How you are how you should, if you allow it to grow, grow, you can't, you need to grow in yoga also. You need to grow, what I'm saying, you have to grow in your sadhana also. You can't say, oh, I'll just stick to this life, I'll just stick to Navasana, I don't want to go further. So you get stuck, stuck to just asanas. You say, oh, I just want to crawl, I don't want to walk, I want to go when I was young, you know. When I was five months, six months, I was just crawling. I like to be like that. And you can still keep crawling. You don't want, you don't put effort to stand up and try to walk. <laughs> then, so if you say, oh, I just want to crawl. I don't want to stand up and walk. Then you, you look very stupid. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. For wise people, if they see that, they say, oh, this is a stupid person. Some people, they don't grow up, you know, and they're, 
it's like that. Well, we get attached to where we are and we don't and scared of accepting. Yeah. Yeah. Accepting and they get, you get scared of many things and that ego is also not allowing it to do that. So this is a big problem with many people. I think that one of the biggest growths I might have had like in my practice, in my own personal practice was I went through menopause and I got very tired and I didn't know what my practice was anymore. I, it, it didn't feel right to be practicing a lot of asana and I almost felt like I needed permission to scale back and and then I, once I did, I felt better. And I realized that my yoga practice doesn't have to be the same all the time. And it can change to, to feed me, to, to support me. No, body is, <clears throat> everything changes. Everything change, it's not a change. That is, that is nature. Nature keeps always changing a little bit. We can't call it as a change, it's, it's nature. You know what I mean? Nature is changing always, all the time. So many years back there were so many trees, now there is no trees. Many years back the earth was very hot place, now it changed. And even everything is changing. It's, it's going in its own, you know, it, everything grows, everything comes down. You know, it's like cycle also. So your body cycle also is always constantly, it's it's a cycle, same like, and it keeps changing. It's You are not the same when you were 20 years. When you get after 40, 45, you are not the same. You don't have same kind of energy. You have different kind of energy. You don't have that kind of physical energy which you had when you were 20 years. You can't do things what you did at 20 years. You know what I mean? I do. Now you have grown up. And you're, you're physically not so strong, but mentally you're very strong. Mentally you're more educated. Mentally you're grown up. That is, your wiseness is gone. You didn't have the same wiseness when you were 20 years. No. So the, there is something, there'll be plus point. There'll be plus, you won't be able to lift. I, I can't lift many students now, how I used to lift when I was 20, 30s, even in 40s, early 40s. Mm -hmm. Like up to last year, I had so many, so much, I could do many things. But after 40, 45, 46, now everything's, it's it's nature, that's all. So everybody, uh, I can't stay, oh, I don't want to grow up, I want to be 20, it's not possible. So accepting, accepting that is also a wiser thing. But I'm spiritually more wiser than how I was twenty when I was in twenties or thirties. <laughs> so there is a plus point there. <laughs> there is an acceptance. That... But this is the many people when I say, "Oh, I don't want to get," especially in the West, you see, many people say, "Oh, I don't want to get old. I don't want to get this." But that is nature. You can't stop it. Nobody, everybody has to get old. Everybody has to go live this body. Everybody has to take rebirth. This is the cycle of life. So in India we say Punarapi Jananam, Punarapi Maranam. So there is one, one birth and death. Again there is a birth and again there is a death. So this is the cycle which is going on. So 
So yogis, they don't want to get caught in this cycle. So they work towards getting uh, moksha. <laughs> that is more rebirth. <laughs> oh, you're, I mean, we could listen. I could listen and we could listen forever. And you've been so generous with your time and so generous with everything. Thanks for listening today. You know, I feel pretty blessed to have been able to visit Mysore and learn directly from Sharat, not only in the practice room, but in conference when he gives talks much like the one you just listened to. And that's really the reason I asked him if he would grant this interview. For you. Today's podcast is really for those of you who are just as devoted, but don't necessarily have the privilege to make such a trip. Maybe it's work obligations or family responsibilities, or perhaps health or financial challenges stand in your way. It doesn't really matter the reason. I just know what a gift it's been for me to study at the source, and it's a gift I hope to share with you in some part. Now, there are many people to thank for making this happen. First, I'd like to thank Sharat Joyce for his generosity and his trust. Megan and I are both incredibly grateful to be his students. Next, I'd like to thank all of you who are supporting our show through your monthly contributions over at patreon.com. You see, this interview was recorded on an iPhone in India, surrounded by horns blaring, generators thanks to power outages, and a whole cacophony of other sounds. But thanks to our Patreon members, we were able to upgrade our editing software to better your listening today. So if you're not a member yet, please consider supporting this podcast at patreon.com backslash Ashtanga Dispatch. For a grassroots podcast like ours, a few dollars a month goes a very long way. Oh, and before I go, I wanted to let you know that Schrott will be touring the U.S. in May and in August he'll be in Europe. You can find details for his U.S. tour at joyceyoga.com. I'll be at Stanford, so maybe I'll see you there. The Ashtanga Dispatch podcast is edited and produced by Chris Lucas and hosted by me, Peg Queen. Thanks again for tuning in. Shall